Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. God told me to tell you this. That's paganism. Do you really expect and anticipate that the divine voice of God can be heard by you? That's horoscope reading. Standing in the office of the prophet of God. That's reading tea leaves. You can't have a relationship to God if you can't hear God. That is not biblical Christianity. You want to hear God speak to you? Read your Bible. If you want to hear God speak to you audibly, read it out loud. I promise you, 100% guaranteed, you will hear him speak. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hello and welcome to The Pagans Are Acting Like Pagans Again. This is Wretched Radio. No doubt you've asked the question, what in the world is going on? At least once, if not a thousand times, because every single day we are bombarded by news stories that indicate Romans 1 is alive and well, and so is Acts chapter 19. Romans 1, talking about the descent into sin, uh, that minds become darkened and they start to behave in unnatural ways. They start to think, well, really foolishly. Furthermore, Acts 19, I think, helps us to understand what in the world is going on as we continue to see more and more what can only be described as truly crazy behavior and decisions. Last night, sitting out on the back deck, why? Well, we're done with pollen season here in Atlanta, Georgia. Wasn't a bad year. The weather, for some reason, it was not nearly as engineered. <laughs> looking at me like I've got three heads. Well... <laughs> The pollen was better this year than it has been in the past. Well, it's still worse than I've ever seen it. (laughs) Welcome to Atlanta. I have looked because, well, I've got free time. How many Atlanta brochures? You know, you go to the city center, the travel office, chamber of commerce, and you look at their brochures. I've, I've looked through each and every one of them in every county in Atlanta, and none of them include, wow, we have more pollen than anybody. They kind of keep that a a hidden secret in the South because, well, a lot of people wouldn't come if they knew that your car gets covered in green schmutz on a daily basis for about two months. Well, we finally got to the end of it, which means it's time to clean whatever outdoor patio furniture you might have on my hands and knees, scrubbing the deck, trying to get the pollen off, Thought I was doing a good job and knew I had to because Mrs. Freel insists on it. Then I water, I take the hose and I hose everything off. All the suds are gone. And I'm thinking to myself, I hit every square inch. The pollen is gone. Well, the sun dried the water and we still have a green deck. (laughs) So now we're back in our patio sitting in green pollen, even though we shouldn't be. When my phone rings and I receive a phone call from a guy who makes me sweat. Why? Well, he happens to be on our board and he's the financial guru guy, the accounting type, which means when he calls, I just get anxious. (laughs) I always want to make sure that we are stewarding gifts really well here. And it terrifies me when he calls because what if I did something wrong? And we were chatting about what is happening in the world. 
And for some reason, he said something to me that perhaps you've uttered, but it stuck for some reason. We were chatting about this and that and the different stories. And he said, the world has just gone crazy. And for some reason, a light bulb went off that said, that's exactly it. The world has gone crazy. Here are a couple of demonstrations that the world has gone crazy. Then we'll scoot to Acts 19 to reveal why this is happening. Oh, boy. I don't know if you heard about this, but there were people protesting at mostly Catholic churches on Mother's Day. They were trying to disrupt services. Why? Because they're adamant in taking the life of their unborn child. And so they protest. We've had to put a barrier around the Supreme Court, fencing around the houses of Supreme Court justices because of the leaked decision that we're hoping sticks. That does put an end to Roe v. Wade. Not that that was codified legislation, but it would be a huge pro-life victory. People are so angry. They are doxing the Supreme Court justices. They're revealing their personal information and addresses. And I got to tell you something. um, With a message that indicates they don't mean to go there to say thank you. It looks a lot more like bad. I was going to say domestic terrorism. And I think that's actually right. Why? Why do they do? They go out and they, they we've been seeing some violence, not as much as I anticipated, but we're seeing some violence. We've got to be able to abort our children. We got to be able to kill our kids. They're adamant about it. Why? Acts 19 is super instructive. But another story in Oregon, maybe enough said, because that seems to be a region of the country that is truly going off the rails of logic and common sense. I'm sorry for this. I'm just reading them. Oregon just passed a new law and the governor signed it. It's the Menstrual Dignity Act. Now, not minstrel, like, you know, somebody playing on some little stringed instrument with curled up shoes. I'm not talking about a traveling minstrel in the Middle Ages or at a Renaissance festival near you. Menstrual Dignity Act requires schools to place feminine products in boys' bathrooms. Now, where else do you go but darkened mind? Where else do you go but detached from reality? By the way, the people who pass this legislation, I'm, I, I'm pretty certain that all of them have a license to drive a very heavy vehicle. They, they maybe even own homes and carry firearms, even though they tell you not to. These are people who are walking the streets, making decisions like this. It's 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 so filled with cuckoo. You, you just you got to figure out what's going on here, with instructions on how to use those products in all K through twelve bathrooms, regardless of gender. Portland schools are implementing menstrual dignity act. How twisted is this? The statement stressed the need for students to, this is just so 
contorted. The statement stressed the need for students to learn about growth and development, noted that some physical education courses are implementing lessons on the four pillars of menstrual dignity. Menstruation is a bodily function. We wouldn't do this with other functions, would we? Only in a Romans 1 world. The four pillars of menstrual dignity encourage parents to have similar discussions with their children to help reduce the shame and stigma surrounding menstruation. I didn't know there was any. Do do we have that stigma around coughing? Expectorating? Do we need legislation to remove the shame from using a restroom? The toolkit emphasized the need for menstrual products in all bathrooms. Here it comes because lack of access disproportionately impacts students of color, students experiencing disability and poverty. What is color has got to be roped into everything these days. The Menstrual Dignity Act affirms the right to menstrual dignity for transgender. There it is. Intersex, non-binary and two spirit students. By addressing the challenges that some students have managing menstruation while minimizing negative attention that could put them at risk of harm and navigating experiences of gender dysphoria during menstruation. Absolutely crazy. Research connects gender-affirming bathroom access to supporting students' safety. Ah, yes. Everything is about safety these days, isn't it? Isn't that what a lot of legislation and mandates have been about? You got to be safe. Are you safe? We got to keep people safe. Are you safe? Oregon students ranked 46 in the nation in reading and math. But they're aware about Menstrual Dignity Day in Oregon. Acts chapter 19. Paul is in Ephesus. Things are actually going quite well. Verse 21, it's the preamble to a riot that broke out. It appears that people were concerned that their commerce of false idols was being jeopardized. You get to verse 28. Now, when they heard this, they were full of wrath and cried out, Great is Diana of the Ephesians! So the whole city was filled with confusion and rushed into the theater with one accord, having seized Gaius, Supreme Court justices, Macedonians, and Aristarchus, Paul's travel companions. And when Paul wanted to go into the people, the disciples would not allow him. What did they chant? Something mindless. Great is Diana of the Ephesians. For two hours, the pagans are acting like pagans again. The pagans are acting like pagans again. There's a better voice than I do. That is what we're seeing in the world. We're seeing Romans 1. We're seeing Acts 19 as the world continues to reveal its confusion because it is detached from the truth of God. We have some options. We can get really agitated. Oh, I've checked that box already. Or we can realize the solution to the insanity is the preaching of the gospel. Now is the time for us to be evangelizing and proclaiming. This is Wretched Radio. Confession, normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. 
MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. What's the one question you think we get the most here at Ratchet? It's why do you guys do what you do? And we thought the best person to answer that question was you. Ratchet Radio is just really brought me closer to God. Ratchet has changed my life. Ratchet Radio, you all have done a great job at really bringing joy into our lives. Our goals have always been to preach the gospel, to equip people to preach the gospel, and to strengthen the local church. And when we hear testimonies from real people just like you, we are encouraged. My life will never be the same because of you guys. Through your video, God saved me. Wretched Radio, you encouraged me to walk with the Lord. And we know we would never be able to reach millions of people all over the world with the gospel if it weren't for the support of our gospel partners. If you're not a gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider partnering with Wretched to save the lost and reach millions of people with the gospel? Just log on to wretched.org slash donate to get all of the information you could ever want to know about becoming a gospel partner. That's wretched.org slash donate. This is our dear brother Max in Ukraine, who's been a Tomorrow Club leader now for almost 20 years, giving us a picture of what is going on currently in Ukraine, specifically regarding the activity of the Tomorrow Clubs, normally kids' clubs where they meet every week to hear the gospel. But right now, those Tomorrow Club leaders are spending their efforts simply trying to minister to people who are in danger or who have nothing. And our Tomorrow Club leaders in the West are trying to, to meet the needs of those families who had to escape, serving them It's a good opportunity to show Christ to them in this time of trial. There are many who need the bare necessities of life. Tomorrow Clubs is trying to serve them in that regard. Would you please consider what you might do for Ukrainian believers at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Books of the Bible The Gospel of Matthew is an account of the life of Christ written by one of Jesus' disciples. Matthew's Gospel shows Jesus as the promised Messiah, God's anointed King and Savior. When you hear of the Kingdom of Heaven, remember that there is no kingdom without a king. Only those who bow before Jesus will enter His kingdom. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Did I mention the pagans are acting like pagans again? In the church, this is Wretched Radio. Yep, the world acts like pagans. What do you expect from pagans but pagan behavior? Now, it might be dressed up, could wear a suit and tie, carry a briefcase, which the younger generation would know as backpacks. They function in society, and yet they are so detached from reality that they are actually acting like pagans, and there's a reason for that. They are. 
Acts chapter 19, Paul has been preaching. He's been doing signs and wonders, and people are getting saved. And all of a sudden, commerce is in danger of being affected negatively. And what do they do? You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your trade and your commerce. Now, did everybody in Ephesus work in the Temple of Diana or manufacturing Diana-like widgets? No, not even close. And yet, the it spread to everybody until they all were chanting, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. For two hours, the same sentence over and over and over again. By the way, uh, that, that repeating of a mantra will put you into an altered state. One of the reasons we hear so much of it in much of contemporary worship music these days, these were people who were not godly. They were not Christians. They were what we would call pagans. And they threatened to kill people. They threatened to burn the place up so that they could stay in business, so that they could live the way that they wanted to, so that they wouldn't have to deal with this Jesus Christ who was being proclaimed. That's Acts 19. Fast forward to our era, and nothing has changed. It maybe looks a little bit more contemporary, but it's the exact same thing. The protests, the rioting, I'm sorry, the peaceful demonstrations that burned down buildings, it's, it's the exact same behavior from the exact same people. And you and I might, just might be able to interact with these people better if we realize the problem. Don't know if I mentioned, we recently did a Breaking Bread. We're going to be releasing it, I don't know when, I think, I think I, some year. <laughs> I had a, had a dinner conversation with Daryl Harrison. And Daryl has studied the issue of CRT. And I asked him, how do we talk to people about CRT? And his answer was, you don't. Because you're not going to persuade somebody. Because all of the terms are up for grabs. There is, there is an agenda that is so driven by unbiblical ideologies that you're not going to win. So elevate the conversation out of the realm of CRT into the realm of the Bible. And I think that's what we need to do with the pagans that we're meeting on a daily basis who do things that just make springs pop out of your head. They don't need clever. They don't need political. They don't need socioeconomic lectures. They need biblical truth. They need the spirit of God to regenerate them, which forces me to experience another synapse, which is when we got home from California last week. Jimmy, did I mention we were in California last week? I think so. Okay. Got back and we empty out the mailbox. It's filled with bills and junk and, you know, the stuff that people send out. And these days, political postcards. This is a big one. And it was it was some guy. He's apparently conservative fellow. And I, I, I have no qualms or issues with his platform. He was saying, I'm an advocate for the men and women in blue. We should not defund the police. Yes, keep training people. But don't forget, American policemen and women are the best trained police force in the world. Keep doing that, but we're not going to defund them. We're going to encourage them. 
And, and we're going to make sure that that they, too, receive equal justice. And he went on to list a bunch of other things. And I thought, oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I'm grateful for it. Please don't hear that I'm not grateful for people who stake those positions and, and, and try to implement that. I'm very grateful for that. But it struck me. This would be like pulling weeds from a garden when the house is on fire. This would be like changing your windshield wiper when your transmission just fell out of your car. This would be like, frail, stop with the illustration. This would be like pulling a flea off of your pet when they've got a big cancerous tumor. Okay, I think I'm done with the illustrations. These things are, they, they are not of no value. They are important and I get it. And, and, and I'm encouraged by those people who are trying to achieve more biblical ideals in politics, but it's, it's not going to fix the crazy. It's, it's not going to fix the institutions, business, education, government. It's not going it, it, to, it, let's just say that, that, that there's more conservatives in. Do you think Chuck Schumer is going to suddenly start talking sensibly? And Nancy Pelosi is going to go, boing, what have I been thinking? I'm pro-life now. Not going to happen. They and the people who follow them and the people who vote for them, they need the gospel. And that is what we need to be proclaiming to people. So you meet somebody and they, for instance, maybe think this story is a great idea. This was sent in. Just if you if you're watching on video, it's actually a newspaper article. I don't have the source of it, but this was sent in by Michelle. In the news section, the news section of a newspaper. That's what this looks like, an actual newspaper. You can Google it if you're under the age of 40. Midwives taught how to help men give birth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just looked over to see Jimmy banging his head on his microphone. I'm, you know what? Why don't you keep it on and just and let everybody hear what you just did? I mean, this makes no sense at all. Well, it, it does to them. Now, it's not sensical, but it works out in their world. Their framework is so radically different that this seems to make sense to them. Just, just like putting female products into the boys' bathroom from K to 12. Oh, man, Silla. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to you because it's illogical. And that's the point. People need to have their brains fixed. But the only way it happens is through regeneration. And if we aren't preaching the gospel, they're not going to get regenerated. So this story goes on to say midwifery students are being taught how to help men give birth in a textbook that experts say is rife with anatomical fiction. Okay, here's what's fiction. I believe I'm the Hindenburg blimp. That's that's fiction right there. And you can replace the Hindenburg with pretty much any noun you want to. And I ain't it. I is what I is. My grammar ain't good, but I is what I is. They say, oh, no, no, no. This whole pink blue thing, it's just traditional. I mean, we're so much smarter now. Do you remember? I think it was 
well, there was some day, was talking about some guy who's a sports, very popular sports broadcaster. I don't even remember his name. But he was he was bellyaching about what the Supreme Court, well, not what the Supreme Court leaked, but what probably some liberal clerk leaked, was bellyaching about it, saying, well, I'm, I'm going to have to vote Democrat. You already do, but that's not the point. What, 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 what are we, man, like in the 1920s? What's wrong with the 1920s? Were all of those people morons? Is everything yesterday bad, dumb, without any merit? That's the mindset of the world. They see, oh, well, we used to think that XX and XY meant there were two genders, but now we know there are 72. Edinburgh Napier University told students they may be caring for a birthing person. It's not a pregnant woman anymore. It's not a mommy in labor. It's a birthing person. I wonder if they actually use that. Somebody. (laughs) So you're now at a hospital. You've got to be a nurse and they're implementing the kooky language. And so a couple walks in. One of them has a big baby bump. So which one of you is the birthing person? Because I don't want to offend your gender or you if you're actually not birthing. So who is who's the birthing person who has. um, I'll just leave it at this. You may be caring for a birthing person who has male body parts and a prostate gland in an effort to support transgender people. A module told students you may be caring for a pregnant or birthing person who is transitioning from male to female and may still have external male body parts. Want to go bonkers? Keep reading. Keep searching. So keep watching. What? I, I'm just wondering if 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 somebody is transitioning from uh-huh. male to female, uh, yeah. they still can't get pregnant. <laughs> so <sighs> I, I know, and that's that's exactly it. And you, you've got we've got to come up with a solution so that we don't lose our minds like the world has. See them as lost. See them as in need of something transcendent and true. The gospel of Jesus Christ. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Okay, so is this irony at its best or irony at its worst? The NBA has announced intentions to play games next season outside the United States, which includes games scheduled for Abu Dhabi. If you have a long memory, you may remember in 2016, the NBA pulled the All-Star Game out of Charlotte, North Carolina because the state passed a bill that would keep men out of women's bathrooms. It was a major disrespectful shot at the LGBT community, according to the NBA, who then had no interest in doing business in a state that would discriminate against the LGBTQ community. Then we fast forward to today, six years later, and the NBA has no issues whatsoever doing business in a country where being gay is a crime that's punishable by death. I guess that's what you call progress. Well, did you hear about the police officer under investigation in Australia? I mean, this guy is one of the worst offenders we have seen. The absolute worst of the worst. I'm not real sure how he ever became a cop to begin with. This guy is under investigation for a post he made to another officer saying, quote, So you're doing tertiary education studying genders. I'll make it easy for you to pass. There are two. 
It's the very nerve of this guy to point out unchangeable scientific facts. Who cares if that's a 100% undeniable truth? Haven't you heard our feelings matter more? Let's hope they throw the book at this guy. Teenage women, particularly low-income and often black, who aren't in a position to be able to care for children. Truth. I'll just simply say that as a guy raised by a black woman in abject poverty, I'm thankful to be here. Those were the voices of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Senator Tim Scott. The Secretary of the Treasury, according to the U.S. government, is responsible for recommending financial, economic, and tax policy. So Janet Yellen should have much to say about our current state of inflation in this country. But here she is, sharing that we need abortion to help the poor community. They can't raise babies, so they should have the right to murder them. And why is the Treasury Secretary speaking about this? Well, we previously reported that employees of Apple were having temper tantrums because Apple was requiring them to return to the office. Well, it seems this illness is more widespread than just Apple. Employees of Warner Brothers and Discovery are also having total meltdowns because the company CEO walked around offices in April and asked why the offices weren't more full. His question, quote, struck fear in the heart of employees. They fear they're going to be asked to return to work and do actual work in person. I wonder how many of these people were actually part of the workforce two years ago when none of this remote stuff was a thing. Now apparently working in an office in the presence of your co-workers and in actual clothing that's not pajamas is super scary. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Hermeneutics Hermeneutics is the art and science of interpreting scripture. One key principle of hermeneutics is the analogy of scripture. If God is consistent and the Bible is God's word, then the Bible is consistent. We can then use scripture to interpret scripture, understanding less clear verses in light of clear verses. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Congratulations. If you didn't notice, you too have ADHD. This is Wretched Radio. <laughs> Perhaps you recall, about 15 minutes ago, I said the pagans are acting like pagans again inside of the church. And we never went there. <laughs> I got a little distracted with birthing persons, gender identification issues, and how you need to be prepared to deliver a baby from a man. Boing! But it's not just the world that is acting. I know the word strikes the ear a little hard, but if this isn't pagan behavior that we're seeing, what is? If, if, if you went to a, an island with people who were in grass skirts running around, cutting each other's head off and eating their bodies for dinner, You'd go, okay, that's pagan right there. Or if they were sacrificing their children to an idol, you'd say, that's paganism right there, isn't it? Denying the true and living God, worshiping a coconut. What are we seeing in our cult? The same thing. It's more sophisticated. We just call it abortion. I mean, women's health rights is what we need. Access to good health care is what we call it. But it's the same type of behavior. And sadly, that mindset has made its way into the church. Prepare, hoofda, 
for a service at a Presbyterian church. Now, this is USA, so don't panic, my PCA friends. This is PCUSA. This is a church service. Believe it or not. This past Thursday, March 31st, was the International Transgender Day of Visibility. In the PCUSA, we welcome all of our transgender and queer siblings into this family and relationship with the Creator God. So today, I wish to pray a prayer that was written for this incredible day. Get ready. This isn't going to sound much like anything from the Bible, because it's not. It's paganism. Will you pray with me? No. Oh, God of pronouns, we give praise to the Great One, the one who was identifiable as God. I am what I am, you say, the great they. The, the, the great they. No, I'm pretty certain that's singular, not plural. Incarnate he and she. Nope, incarnate as a man. The God of trans being. Impregnating Mary. Hold the phone, Henrietta. Sloppy language at best. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. There was no union between God and Mary. That's closer to Mormonism, not biblical Christianity. Fathering God, breastfeeding God of many breasts. Oh, that's okay. Um, that is from okay. There's a there's a word in Hebrew within the semantic range. Could would it like for a pagan deity was the the god the many many breasted being? It's ripped out of context. It is not the correct use of the word. That is that is a description of paganism, not of God. So what has she done? She's found a word inside of the Bible to support that God is actually a breastfeeding deity. You shadow. You shatter all stereotypes making every single person male and female. Exactly. Making everyone male and female. Bingo. I guess she missed that irony. Male and female, intersex, non-binary. Hold the phone, Henrietta. Not what Genesis 1 says. This would be adding to the text, wouldn't it? Your image. Exactly in your image. No, that's male and female, created he them. Spectrum, rainbow God, who put your promise for nonviolence in the symbol for queer love. Okay. Jimmy, yes. want to make sure that I'm not far afield on this deal. <laughs> I think what they just said. Mm -hmm. See, I'm, I'm getting with the program. <laughs> I don't want to offend. I mean, it looks like a woman and everything, but. Who am I to judge That's right. that this is a statement about the rainbow that you would that that you would put your what did she said something about that you wouldn't be destructive and you put it in this peaceful sign. Um, the sign of the rainbow is a reminder that God destroyed the world with a flood and his promise to not do it again until he destroys the world with fire. I want to hear this again. Spectrum, rainbow God, who put your promise for nonviolence in the symbol for queer love. Okay. 
that's the symbol of nonviolence that has now been adopted 2,000, 3,000 years later <laughs> by a group of people to identify a spectrum of sexuality and sexual behavior. Um, I don't think that that's a little bit of an anachronism where you're taking something from then, making it now or vice versa. This is nothing that even resembles Christianity. And furthermore, as far as it being a peaceful symbol, um, not exactly the right way to describe it. It's a promise that God won't destroy the world with a flood. But we're talking about Genesis 9 here, give or take, 7, 8, 9. And, and, and after that, we see God going to war we see God instructing the children of Israel to go to war to invade that nation. So that to indicate that the rainbow is somehow a sign that, well, God was never privy to anything that we would consider violence is to pretty much unhitch your Old Testament except the bits you like. Before humanity knew, because you knew, who had Joseph who could not sleep with a woman and a beautiful lady's cloak, perhaps of rainbow colors, before we knew, you knew. I don't know what that means. Jimmy, do you know what that meant? Was she saying that Joseph's coat of many colors was a female coat? So you speak paganism. I thought that's what she said. Well done. (laughs) God of pronouns who said, you can call me he or she or they. Where does it say that? Nowhere, every pronoun about God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, it's masculine. Whatever makes you feel closest to me. (laughs) Well, that's your feeling, but that's just not what the Bible says. Invisible and visible God on this day where visibility and celebration, belatedness, affirmation and acceptance is the bare minimum. By the way, this is a prayer in case you've forgotten. Remind us that you are the God of pronouns, so you affirm and you celebrate them. God of Saul, Paul, Simon, Isaac, Jacob, Isaac, Simon, Peter, Abram, and Sarai, and Abraham, and Sarah, what is what what why why what are we doing with Abraham and Sarai instead of Sarah and Avram instead of Avraham? It was after the covenant they were given a new name. They are now children of God. What does this have to do with whatever it is that she's about? God of Joseph, of the coat of many colors, of the Ethiopian eunuch, of the Virgin Mary, God of all found families in the Bible. Remind us that you affirm us in our full identity, name, pronoun, found family, all of it. No, he doesn't affirm sin. That's that's that would be. This is mean. That's what this is. This is mean. This woman is not being kind to people and giving them permission to live in sin. For this, we give you thanks and praise to the great I am, the great they them. Thank you, God. And so in the now, now in the words that our mother, our father, and our sibling God taught us to pray, and pray with us now. Our Father, who art in heaven. 
I'm just letting that word father just soak in a little bit. Yeah, she didn't change it to our mother. No, but I'm wondering, though, if she changed the rest of it. How will be your name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Wish we had time and, and a half. Our debts as we forgive our debtors. But then I'd be in triple for some people. Deliver us from evil. For thine What's the evil? Kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. She had to read that, by the way, just for the record. <laughs> uh, the pagans are acting like pagans inside of the church. What does this woman need? She, she needs truth. She needs regeneration. She needs law. She needs gospel. She needs to understand the exceeding sinfulness of sin, the holiness of God, the redemption that is found in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. She needs the power of the Holy Spirit in her persistently and increasingly fixing her broken thinking. Frustrating to hear this? Uh, it's more than frustrating. And I think righteous indignation is right. But so too is a recognition of this woman's actual need. The Gospel. This is Wretched Radio. Let's visit a preborn life center in action. Look at that baby. Abortion pill reversal actually works. That's a beating heart. Look how small it is. Tell me, that doesn't encourage you to consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. $28 purchases a free ultrasound for a mommy who will choose life. It is indeed about saving babies' lives via $28 ultrasounds, but it is also sharing the gospel so that moms and dads get saved. Would you please consider supporting preborn centers with as many free ultrasounds as you can? $28 for an ultrasound, 80% of the time saves a life. Learn more at preborn.org slash wretched. Thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. We are certainly grateful for your time. So here's a crazy scenario. Did you know that there is a way for you to know all of the latest happenings at Wretched? When you can't even keep up with all that's happening in your own life, you can keep up with everything happening at Wretched. See, told you it was a crazy scenario. But you can keep up with all of these things by signing up to receive the monthly Wretched newsletter. Each month, Wretched sends out a newsletter covering tough theological issues Christians are facing today, and you're also going to get the updates about what's new and upcoming at Wretched. Makes you kind of wish somebody would send you a newsletter about what's going on in your own life. Well, we can't do that, but we can certainly let you know what's happening in ours. Plus, we give away resources every single day to one of our newsletter recipients. So go get signed up for the Wretched newsletter now at wretched.org slash newsletter. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. So, you're one of them there Christians that wants a lot of bang for your giving buck. I concur completely, and that is why I would like to commend to you the Master's Academy International. If you would like to see your giving go a long way, the Master's Academy is the vehicle that will make sure your dollar goes very, very far. They train indigenous pastors in 16 countries around the globe 
to rightly pastor and to rightly preach the Word of God for years or decades, consider the fruit that will be born from training a pastor to rightly divide the Word of Truth. If you would like to get a lot of bang for your giving buck, please learn more about the Masters Academy International. Pick a country that's near and dear to your heart and give with confidence. Wretched.org slash pastor. Attributes of God. God is just. Since he is the standard of right and wrong, every judgment he makes is right and just. He rewards good and punishes evil. The good news for sinners is that the just God offers to justify you through the atoning work of Christ so that your sins are punished on the cross and Jesus' righteous deeds are accounted to you. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. If you think these are bad segues, you're right. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy has placed for me three audio video clips in my computer that have been sitting there now for weeks. Well, we're going to clean house and you are going to feel it because <laughs> we are going to artfully string together three disparate clips that have nothing to do with one another. If you conclude that was pretty lame, well, you're probably right. Nevertheless, we're going to give it a go. Starting with clip number one, a worship leader who just shares a little bit too much about himself. Is you still love me, Lord? Even in my darkest moments. When I was in all the wrong places with all the wrong people. When I didn't say thank you at the drive through When I stole a DVD of Shrek 2. Committed tax fraud and my brother went to prison even though it was me. When I pushed that old lady down a hill Whoa. for no reason. When I told my friend his dog went missing, but I ran it over. Everybody's leaving now, and I don't blame them. That is actually something that happens. Well, not exactly like that. Hopefully, the worship leader isn't running over dogs. Cats, maybe. No, the worship leader shouldn't be doing those things. And in this instance, he is just kind of busting out inspired worship at Bethel and up in Kansas City, the IHOP folks who have been really quiet lately, haven't they? They will let the worship leader, they, uh, Jimmy, what is the name of that when they just break off and start just kind of, mm, this is what's coming to mind, and it's coming to mind, and it's coming to mind. So you bring things to mind. You bring things to mind. Uh, I, I don't know what that's called. Uh, like ecstatic worship, something like that, where they just let it fly. That's actually pretty common. And so it's not uncommon to hear a lot of wonky theology in ecstatic worship. I'll tell you, this guy reminds me a lot of Keanu Reeves. What? He reminds me of Keanu Reeves. Speaking of Keanu Reeves. Oh, well, I'll just play this clip then. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I was having dinner at a friend's house, this director, and he had some kids. And there was 
like a 13 year old, a 15 year old, a 17 year old. And the, uh, they hadn't seen the film, the matrix. And so the director's like, well, why don't you just tell them what it's about? So I start to say, well, there's this guy who's in a kind of virtual world and he finds out that there's a real world and he's really questioning what's real and not real and he really wants to know what's real. And the young girl was like, why? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, who cares if it's real? Mm. And I was like, what, you don't, you don't care if it's real? And she was like, No. Isn't that wild? It's awesome. (laughs) That took a twist at the end. You thought Keanu was going to be a little concerned. The young lady thought we're just cybots or we're a big giant stream or we're pixels in somebody's computer game from another planet. It's awesome. See, Jimmy, that's why it reminds me of that worship leader who thought his ecstatic worship was awesome. Yeah. See that segue right there? I get it. You know what I think Keanu Reeves needs? What's that? I think he needs a little archaeology lesson is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Don't know if you saw this story, but once again, we see archaeology confirming what the Bible teaches is true. If you're only listening via podcast or radio I still think that you're going to appreciate this. Uh, Try to imagine as best you can life cereal, just a little square, about that size, maybe a little bit bigger, more like the cinnamon life, which is way better than regular life cereal. That's about the size of it. A little tablet was recently found. And what does it do? It affirms what the Bible already said. This tiny cracker-sized object is called the Mount Ebal Curse Tablet, and it's blowing up the field of biblical archaeology. This tablet was found by sifting through the dump piles of the Mount Ebal dig site. The Hebrew inscription reflects the same language found in the Bible about what happened at Mount Ebal when Joshua entered the Promised Land. He put half the tribes on Mount Ebal and half on Mount Gerizim. The tribes on Mount Gerizim declared blessings would come if they kept the covenant. And the tribes on Mount Ebal declared curses would come if they broke the covenant. Not only was it found at Mount Ebal, but at a location called Joshua's Altar. Here's what the tablet says. Cursed Cursed, cursed, cursed by the God Yahweh, you will die cursed. Cursed, you will surely die. Cursed by Yahweh, cursed, cursed, cursed. It's the earliest mention of the name of Israel's God in Hebrew. The pottery found with the tablets can be dated as far back as 1400 BC. If these dates are accurate, this would be the earliest time in history where we see the name Yahweh in Hebrew outside the Bible. You know this guy? He actually reminds me not only of Keanu Reeves, but of the worship leader. But he cursed, cursed, cursed. So basically what he found on the life-size cracker is the first worship song that was ever written. And we come full circle. Not quite yet. Proves Moses could be the author of the first five books of the Bible. Yeah, I disagree with that. It definitely... We don't need proof that Moses is the author of the Bible. Do I recognize that there are some issues that need to be addressed regarding his authorship? Yes, but it is only of late that people have questioned it, where they thought, well, it's kind of a combination of this and that, and we put together this letter with that letter, and this person wrote this, and maybe Moses wrote a little bit of that. That's just not what tradition tells us. It's firm. 
Moses wrote the Pentateuch. Now, if you subscribe to my channel, you probably already believe the Old Testament is reliable. So when it says in Deuteronomy 31 that Moses wrote down the law, then you believe it. But liberal critical scholars don't believe Moses existed. They believe the Jews made up Moses and the Old Testament stories around 586 BC. Mm -hmm. There's no way a guy named Moses could have written down the law, they say, because Hebrew didn't exist as a written language yet. Well, this little tablet delivers a huge blow to that theory because it contains a very early form of Hebrew called Proto-Hebrew. And if the early dates are accurate, it shows that Moses himself could be the author of the Torah, just as the Bible describes. When you I just would prefer the word did right as opposed to could. Put all three points together. Its location at Mount Ebal, that it contains the name Yahweh in the earliest known Hebrew ever discovered, this becomes a compelling case that the Bible is accurate. And the Exodus and the conquest really did happen as the Bible describes. Well done, sir. I hope that video makes its way to Keanu Reeves and the worship leader because actually it is a good time to remember that as wonderful as this recent archaeological find is, there are thousands of archaeological artifacts that affirm exactly what the Bible said. I mean, we're just, they used to think, well, King David didn't even exist. Well, then we find an inscription about King David. It's just on and on and on it goes. A particular city, well, that city didn't, I guess that city did exist when we dig a little deeper. But we don't need archaeology to affirm the Bible. Naturally, it is going to. And it's encouraging. And if you're a person who goes out into a desert and digs around for something, knock yourself seriously. Just good on you. Just like this fellow. Good on you. But archaeology does not convert. Archaeology does not persuade. Archaeology, does it lend credibility to the Bible? I don't think it needs it. We need to remember our bibliology. How do you defend the Bible? Answer, you don't. It was Charles Spurgeon. You know this quote was coming. How do you defend a lion? You don't. You let it out of its cage, and it takes care of itself. That's how we prove the Bible. We use the Bible. We preach the Bible. We try to incorporate it as much Bible as we can when we're evangelizing people because it has power in and of itself. So I'm, I'm just a little skeptical about phrases like archaeology supports the, the accuracy of the Bible. It just it doesn't need it. What makes the Bible defensible is that it is axiomatic. Its pages prove it. Nobody could have concocted this. Nobody could have put this story about law and curses and obedience and blessing with a scarlet thread making its way throughout the entire Old Testament with pictures, dim pictures, but pictures nevertheless of the one who would crush the head of the serpent and his heel would be bruised. And then we read about this one in the genealogy of David and of Abraham to Adam, Jesus Christ, who is the one who defeated death. And then we see writings about him that are harmonious and teach things that no human beings could create. And humans were even willing to write down things that were rather embarrassing. Why? Because it's true. And that's why Keanu Reeves and that worship leader actually need the gospel. Thank you.
You did it. Thank you very much. You did it. For that great big mess of segues. Until tomorrow. I should be ashamed of myself. I'm not, but I should be. Until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>